Welcome into the UGA Football Live podcast. I'm your host, J.C. Shelton, in partnership with UGA Wire of the USA Today's College Wire Network. What is up, everyone? Thanks for listening in. Didn't get to release a Thursday episode like I wanted to um, this week, but I'm here on a Saturday to break down some recent college football news and, of course, talk Georgia football. I'll get into some team news and talk UGA's 2022 recruiting class. Plus, I have some little stat nuggets on a couple of dogs headed to the NFL draft. That's all coming up next, but first, I've got to remind you to check us out at UGAWire.com, a part of the USA Today. We cover breaking news, do analysis, uh, we got highlights, interviews, and more. That's UGAWire.com, and you can find us on IG, Facebook, and Twitter, at UGA Football Live, and me, I'm at J underscore Shelton underscore. So college football roundup, we'll start there. Former Louisiana Lafayette special teams coordinator Robbie Disher, a special teams analyst now for Georgia. Uh, Kirby Smart brings him over. And that's interesting. I guess he'll be paired with Scott Cochran. I think that was reported as well. He'll be paired with Scott Cochran, the special teams coordinator, of course. I think he did a great job last year. Uh, Special teams was definitely a bright spot in my eyes. Uh, for Georgia, I think a big part of that is Jake Camarda and his leg, and he'll, of course, be back next year. He was voted SEC Special Teams Player of the Year this past season, uh, so he'll be back, and that'll be huge for Georgia. I think Special Teams is a bright spot uh, for Georgia, and I think that's may- maybe part of Kirby Smart's upbringing as a college coach. I mean, he worked with Nick Saban, who's infamous for putting his five stars, uh, five-star backups and even starters at some points um, as Special Teams players. So... Kirby Smart kind of does that with Georgia starters here and there on the special teams. And I think that helps overall because it's such a big part of the game and field position is huge. But moving on, so receiver Tommy Bush has entered the transfer portal. Not a surprise, but four-star recruit in Georgia's 2018 class just had one catch in 2019, but then sat out most of the last year with injuries. And I think he got involved in a car wreck as well. So he just couldn't get out of the injury bug. His film, he looks talented, and, and he is a big guy at 6'5", 205, so he'll definitely find a home. Next in our news lineup, Notre Dame and Northwestern have both said that they won't be participating in the EA Sports new college football game until athletes can benefit from name, image, and likeness. So just a few weeks ago, and I talked about it on the show because it was huge because I love this video game, but EA Sports recently you know, announced that they were going to be making that college football game again uh, soon, and they're starting, I think, production. But it'll take a few years, of course. But the reason they stopped in the first place was because of the lawsuits. Um, Ed O'Bannon, the college basketball player for UCLA, sued the NCAA for using his name, image, and likeness in that video game, which you know, EA Sports paid out like $40 million. And then they canceled the production right then, uh, 2014. But now they're back. And they're ready to start producing it. And and it correlates with the NCAA changing the rules for name, image, and likeness profit for athletes. They're about to be allowed to profit off of this. Funny thing is, early January this year, um, they actually delayed enacting that legislation on two major fronts, name, image, and likeness rights, and a one-time transfer exemption that would allow athletes to switch schools once sitting out a year in residence. 
they delayed that, and and that's why when we're talking about this, we always say that cha- that these rules may be changing in the next year because at any time they could vote this in, and I'm not sure why they delayed it. And reports don't state that. But that's that's interesting to me that Northwestern and Notre Dame both said that they weren't going to do it um, until the players can make money off of it. And I like it. I mean, it makes sense uh, if they're standing up for their players there, then good for them. I mean, if Georgia did something like that, I wouldn't be mad about it. I mean, I want the game to happen, but the NCAA will have to um, enact that legislation um, for Northwestern and Notre Dame to at least participate. That's what I've got for college football roundup, so we'll move on. We'll go to our 2022 recruiting outlook. So this is the first time we've looked at this class on the podcast um, this season. Let's let's take a look here. I'm looking at it right now. Gunnar Stockton leads the class. So that's the big name. We've talked about him, of course. I mean, of course, the number one quarterback in 2022, number two player rated in the state, Number 20 overall has got .9885 on 247 Sports as a rating, and that's really high. Then we have Dion Bowie. So if you don't know about Dion Bowie, 5'11", 185 athlete from Brainbridge, and he is quick. He's like, he reminds me of Tyreek Hill, his film. Um, 26 ranked nationally, 3 position um, and 3 in the state as well. Those are our two 5 stars in the 2022 class, which is ranked three in the nation right now and number two in the sec what behind alabama i think let me look at it here you know lsu lsu's up there wow interesting so they've got actually they have 10 commits i think that's why they're ranked ahead of us because our average player rating is a lot better i mean that's three points average better so yeah they just have 10 commits they have two five stars too so that's probably why i mean it doesn't matter right now at all i don't know why i'm even talking about it but anyway Another really big recruit here, and I think we've all heard about him as well. I mean, if you haven't, you will. Bear Alexander uh, from Denton, Texas, and he was the most recent commit in this class, I think. And one of the highest rated guys as far as defensively, and he's just absolutely huge. He's like 6'4", 325 already, still in high school, of course. So that's 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 big weight for a high school kid to have right now. So he gets in that Georgia strength program, it'll be ridiculous. But it reminds me of Jalen Carter. Um, he might even gain a fifth star next year. So that'll be interesting to see just how highly he's rated and how well he plays in the fall. Um, looking over here, uh, Marquise Groves Kilbrew. Now, he's a really good corner that I liked watching, and his tape sticks out to me as just a ball hawk. I mean, he's six foot, 180. He, he's 10 in, ranked 10 in his position. And then also just, just following up on the defensive side here, C.J. Washington. A lot of defensive guys have already committed here. C.J. Washington from Cedartown, inside linebacker. He committed look, last fall. Yeah, committed last fall. And he's ranked number six as inside linebacker in the country. So I like that a lot. Donovan Westmoreland, 6'2", 215, outside linebacker. And he rounds out the defensive commits there so total eight hard commits here um in this class and we got to talk about i guess we got to talk about tyree west too so really barry alexander and tyree west are an interesting duo at d tackle so two really big guys at d tackle that are already committed to georgia for 2022 um and he's actually ranked ahead of bear alexander as far as national rankings now he's number 58 overall bear alexander at least 247 sports has him as tyree west is just ahead of bear there so really good on the defensive end um, as far as depth right now in this 2022 recruiting class. And that'll, of course, change 
as the season goes on and there'll be more but i think we had actually less than eight at this time last season well the 2021 class was of course really slow to get a roll on but yeah so that's what we're looking at for 2022 our recruiting outlook and we'll keep you updated of course as as commitments happen and as this class starts to expand Moving on to dogs in the NFL draft. So got a few nuggets here for NFL draft bound guys, NFL draft bound Georgia Bulldogs, of course. So Los Angeles Rams, we'll start with this though. This is random news. Los Angeles Rams have promoted former Georgia Bulldogs running back Thomas Brown to be their assistant head coach. Brown will continue to be Los Angeles primary running backs coach in addition to that new role. So, of course, he was already running backs coach, and I think he's been there for two seasons. But now he is back, and he is the assistant head coach. Great for Thomas Brown. I I loved watching Brown growing up as as a Georgia Bulldog fan, as a young Georgia Bulldog fan. One of my first memories is watching him run. So my dog is making moves here, and that's really good to see. And and then here's one of the nuggets I'm, I'm talking about. So junior cornerback Eric Stokes left early to hit the draft, um, the NFL draft this season, and it really baffles me that he's rated in the second round, a second round grade. I think it should be higher than that, and that's just not a homer. That's speaking from stats and and his reputation uh, for his speed, and we'll we'll be able to see that in his forty time um, Georgia Pro Day. We'll we'll see it there, but. I think he's very underestimated and I saw this little nugget and I'll share it with you guys. So this is a little nugget from pro football focus and who are one of my favorite um, stat organizations and, and grading organizations of football players because they grade NFL and college and they grade every play. So everybody, every play a player is participates in, he gets a grade for, and that just, you know, accumulates over time to, I think, accurate football grades. So that's why I like him so much. But I saw this nugget from them. So when Stokes lined up at outside corner this season, he allowed zero touchdowns, four interceptions, and a 37.1 passer rating, which if you don't know, is absolutely horrible. Um, that's, that's a horrible passer rating. When he's on the outside, he's a lockdown corner. That's just that's that's the reality. I think he'll be drafted high, and, and when he does get off the board, I think he'll go a little higher than people think because he'll have a great pro day. When he does go there, uh, don't be surprised if he's starting next season for an NFL team. I think he's got that talent in him, um, and he just proves it. His stats prove it right there. And then another nugget here, and this is about Ben Cleveland. Um, and we all know, if you don't know about Ben Cleveland, look him up, look his workouts up. Of course, he's a fifth-year senior at Georgia, uh, right guard, played a bunch of different positions, actually, um, for Georgia. Right guard, right tackle over the last couple of years. But he's an absolute mammoth of a man. He's like 6'7", what, 350? I don't know. He's probably like 380 now. I don't know. Who who knows? He's huge. Absolutely huge. I think his weight, they was all lying about his weight because he always looked bigger than he was. But, I mean, he was, he's been lifting, you know, 350 pounds off his bench press since he was, what, in high school. So he is going to try to break the NFL Combine bench press record at Georgia's Pro Day. So, of course, no actual NFL Combine this season because of COVID, but they are going to have Pro Days, which are, you know, really important for these guys, especially a guy like Ben Cleveland who wants to, you know, improve his draft stock a little more because he's graded, I think, fourth round right now. 
So he's just trying to break that record, and it's 49. The record's 49, um, so he'll try to get to 50, and I think he can do it. I mean, there's a lot of guys talking about that he could do it and who have all worked around him or worked out with him. And I think um, Mikal Hardman actually tweeted when he saw this, he tweeted, yeah, he'll do it, no problem. He might do it 57 times or something like that. So that was really cool. I thought that was interesting, and I'm really looking forward to that part of the pro day. So that's a little nugget and a little a little highlight you can get you can get excited for come March 17th, Georgia's pro day. In the SEC, uh, the number of running backs returning with an 80 plus rushing grade. And this is PFF. This is Pro Football Focus again. Number of running backs returning with an 80 plus rushing grade. Georgia has four. Alabama and Texas A&M have two. Everyone else, one or zero. So Georgia's running back this next season in 2021 is the definition of running back you. We are. I mean, there's no there's no comparison there. I mean, Bam and Aggies, that's your comparison, and they only have two. Um, we return four. That's James Cook, Kendall Milton, Kenny McIntosh, and Zamir White. Almost forgot Zeus there for a second. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so those guys are going to be back. And I think that just shows us what this team the possibilities that this team can reach next season. We have so much talent returning and, and, and highly motivated guys. That's what I like to see. And I, and I watch these, I get to see the videos and I talk to these players and they're always so excited for that next step and going to the NFL. And they feel like Georgia is preparing them and Kirby Smart and his coaching staff preparing them for that future. And I think that's what the excitement is so is so high right now here. Also because the talent level and, and everybody knows who's at quarterback and what he can do with his arm and JT Daniels. So a lot of good feelings going around um, in Athens right now about this Georgia football program. So just a few more things before I get out of here. So I want to talk about Ant-Man Edwards. Um, So Anthony Edwards, the number one draft pick in the NBA last season, played for Georgia, one and done for Georgia's Tom Crean in Georgia basketball. Um, But he is leading all rookies in in points per game this season and um, had a few poster dunks. If you haven't seen, look those up. They're awesome. Um, So he's really playing well, I think. And also Timberwolves just had a few injuries, so he's going to have even more of an expanded role coming up soon but what's really interesting to me and, and, and awesome to watch and it's really funny is is him in press conferences because you know he's from Atlanta and after living in Atlanta most of my life I feel like I've gotten really good at sensing when people are from Georgia by the way they talk I saw this video that I'm about to play I'm about to play a clip of it a soundbite from it from Ant-Man's press conference I think last week and when it stood out to me, as soon as he said it, I was just like, that's the most Georgia thing I have ever heard. So it's just really funny. And I'll let y'all listen to it now. So if you get a win tonight, that will breed confidence going into those next four games against teams in the similar spots beside you in the table. Where are you from, Jim? Ireland. I like your accent. It's tough. Oh. I want to learn how to talk like that. But ask your question again. I was too much listening to your accent. The best part of that to me was after he said, you know, where are you from? And Jim said, Ireland. He said, I like your accent. That's tough. That's tough. That's the funniest thing to me because I feel like I would just hear that here. But it may just be me. But regardless, thanks for listening, everyone. That is the show. That's what I've got for today. And we'll get back on it next week. And hopefully as more draft news come out. And, and football moves are being made, folks. Spring football is on the way, and I'm really excited for that. 
And also, hey, Masters is coming up. We haven't even talked about the Masters yet. And I want to do a Masters preview. I'm planning on it. Got to. Masters is huge. It's it's. Hey, what if we got to cover that? I mean, I, that's one of my dreams is to cover the Masters. That would be so awesome to go and get to cover one of those. Or just go in the first place. I've never been. Um, I hate pimento cheese, but I'll, I'll eat one of those sandwiches they have. It's, it's a famous sandwich, apparently. I'll eat it. I don't even eat those, but I'll eat it. Anyway. So thanks for listening, everyone. Please make sure and rate, subscribe, and review. Um, Help us grow if you like the show. Let me know what you think. I'm on Twitter. At me. I'm at J underscore Shelton underscore. Um, Let me know what you think about this team and and any news going on. Um, And also at UGA Football Live on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, um, and UGAWire.com. We're there as well. Have a great week, folks. Go dogs. Tyler Simmons is on sides. Aggravation stew out of me.